0: He does, it's who He is. And so this week, we're going to be talking about All In um, and As He Is, or As Jesus Is. So how many of you were born or around in 1974? Okay. I was not around at that time yet. (laughs) At least... Not in actuality, I was in, you know, God knew me before he formed me, but I was not on this earth. But in 1974, Burger King came up with this slogan, and I'm sure you guys are well aware of it. But it says, have it your way. Have it your way. And it was this whole thing about being able to customize your burger just the way you want. The way my son likes his burgers, lettuce and fry sauce. That's it. (laughs) Wherever we go. And if they don't have fry sauce, what do you mean they don't have fry sauce? That's the best. But have it your way. And when I was a kid, a Whopper was 99 cents. Now it's $4.20. It's crazy. But have it your way. It wasn't just something for uh, this burger, but it's kind of almost become the American way. And we kind of live in a have-it-my-way culture. You know, what best suits me? What can I do to increase the quality of my life? What can I do to make my life more comfortable? And that is really just living for ourself. And self desires a bunch of different things. Self craves pleasure. It craves comfort. craves indulgence. Especially as we're coming into Christmas, talking about all the sweets and stuff, <laughs> pies, like, I'm just gonna have one piece of pie, three pieces later, like, mmm. But self cra- craves indulgence, it craves security, and it craves worldly prosperity. And this, if you look all around, this is what the world is really seeking. What can I do to enhance my life? what can i do that best serves me to where i am secure so i am prosperous so i have what i need but jesus tells us that we shouldn't think like that romans 12:2 says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by the testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect and I'm afraid that oftentimes this, this mindset of what best suits me has infiltrated the minds of believers as well. In fact, in, in the sense that, well, I need to find a church that best serves me, that can cater to my, my needs. Well, I need somebody that, I need a church that, you know, can speak to me, a a pastor that just speaks just a certain way, which I'm glad you guys are here today, (laughs) to where I receive from God, or the worship just has to be just right, or just has to have the right smell, or I just need some place that, you know, serves me well. But Jesus wasn't like that. i told this story before, I'm sure, but it's cute, so I'll tell it again. But when my son was three years old, uh, he was demanding of my wife, three, maybe four, demanding of my wife for him to do something, for her to do something for him. And he was, as. as how many have toddlers? You know they can be very demanding. <laughs> he's being very demanding. My wife finally had it. She's like, Logan, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not your servant. And he's like, gets this perplexed look. Well, then who's my servant? <laughs> she says, nobody, nobody's your servant. And that broke him, and he broke down crying. He says, but I want a servant. <laughs> so sometimes we can look at church to be like, I need a servant. I need somebody or a church to serve me. And I probably most of us would s- say that we don't have the ide- ideology that we need somebody to serve us. But often... Instead of that, we take the, you know, I'm going to serve myself. I've got to take care of me. I've got to do what's best for me. And we've got all this, you know, wisdom of the world, where it's all this self-care, self-help books. You've got to take care of you. You've got to make sure that you're healthy. And it's always me, me, me. Jesus presents us with a decision to make. He says, Are you going to be self-servers or kingdom servants? Matthew twenty twenty-five through twenty-eight says, But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his ransom, His life as a ransom for many. If anybody deserved to be served... Wouldn't you think he would be the creator of everything? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But he came to serve, not be served. And that word serve is the Greek word diakaneo, which means to serve as a slave or as a waiter, as waiting on tables to serve wine. It's to meet the needs of others, to wait on them. And when they have a need, meet that need. So Jesus said, I'm not sitting around expecting you to wait on my needs. I'm sitting around waiting to meet your needs. What was our needs? We needed a Savior. And so just as Jesus served as sons and daughters, which all of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he calls us sons and daughters. And daughters of God. As sons and daughters, we are to be like Jesus. He came to serve, not to be served. He came to give out of himself, not to take. Right. Right. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So we are supposed to imitate our dad, our heavenly father. My kids often imitate me in some of the things I don't want them to do. <laughs> I try to be a good example. But one of the things that's, for, you know I don't know, as a dad. How many dads have we got in here? OK. As a dad, I often come up with poop jokes. <laughs> and so that's filled over to my kids. They start coming up with their, their own poop jokes. <laughs> But we should be imitators of our Father. And uh, Luke nine twenty three through 24 says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Take up your cross daily and deny himself, meaning, Deny you seeking after what's gonna please you. Do you think Jesus sought after the things that was gonna please him as he walked this earth? Do you think, hmm, where can I where can I get a good coffee today? I just need a good coffee so that my day can go good. <laughs> oh, if I just had that that new phone, man, it would be so great. No, I think Jesus was constantly thinking about other people. And so as children of God, we should be doing the same, constantly thinking about other people. But it's hard, right? Because yeah. we have a side of us, the flesh side of us, that craves what the flesh craves, which was what again? It was pleasure, comfort. How many have a, a comfy couch or a comfy chair at home that you just like to sit in and grab the remote and just, ah oh, yeah. Indulgence, security, all these things that we seek from the fleshly side of us. Yeah. I see it, you know, God, God opens my eyes a lot through my kids. It's like, man, how, can you be, how could you be so selfish? Like, all you're thinking about is yourself. And I was like, you're not much different. It's like, what do you mean? And then he'll, he'll show me. I'll be like, ouch, you're right, God. So we should try to look like our father. I do want to say this. As God, as Jesus served us, and he was, he, he was so focused on serving other people, f- so focused on meeting their needs, not his own needs, that we should want to be like that. We should want to serve as he served. I do want to say that our salvation is not wrapped up in our serving. Jesus already served us in paying for our sins so that we may have eternal life with him. But, I want to say this, if your life looks exactly the same as when you said you came to know Jesus Christ, I would say you don't really know him. (laughs) Because if you truly know who Jesus is and you spend time with him, he will change you. I don't look the same today, even as I looked last year my wife can tell you that i won't look the same next year as i do today because if you know jesus and you spend time with him he will change you every day just as the verse says was it not luke 9:23 if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me so every day, we are faced with the crossroads. Crossroad of self or surrender. I'm going to do things my way and what I need, or I'm going to surrender my needs to God. Say, Lord, I surrender to your will and your way and what you want to do in me and through me. And trust that you are going to take care of me. Trust that you are the God that meets my needs, and I don't need to worry about meeting my own needs. So it really comes down to is a lack of trust in God. i gotta, I got to take this for myself. i got to meet my own needs because I don't think God's going to do that for me. And when you do that, you say, God, I don't trust you. And that's what God desires the most, is our trust in him. And he's never done anything for us to not trust him. Self versus surrender. How are you going to live? When this church first started, 16-plus um, years ago now, yeah. Yeah. me and my wife kind of got tricked into youth ministry. <laughs> had, uh, we hired on a youth pastor from Seattle and he came down and he's like, Jimmy, do you want to be part of a, you want to do a Bible study with me? And I was like, yeah, that's great. Well, two weeks after he's like, Hey, we're going to start a youth group together. I was like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) And, uh, so we started doing a a little youth group. It was more just like a a small group for a little while, but then it moved to, we were going to actually have a youth service. And, uh, we decided, or he decided that Friday night was going to be the best night to have this youth service, and he was like, "Jimmy, uh, it's going to be great. We're going to do it Friday nights." and um, he gave me the time and everything. He's like, "Can I count on you?" And I was like, uh, actually, Friday nights is when church softball is, so I'm not going to be able to make it during like these few." first months that it's, it's going because there's church softball. he's like, I remember him uh, looking me in the, in the eye. And he's like, Jimmy, I need you there. Well, I was like, church softball. I love playing softball. I love playing sports. Or hanging out with a bunch of sweaty teenagers. <laughs> a couple of hours. Sorry teenagers, I was one of you, I know. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> so I had a decision to make. Self or surrender? Well, I choose self. And for that first week I went to that softball game and I played, I can't even remember how I played, but I, I remember that as I was there... I just I felt so convicted that that's not where I was supposed to be. I was serving myself and what I wanted to do above what God wanted me to do for that, that time. So, the following week, uh, I think actually was that, that Sunday. Right after, you know, a couple days after, I went up to our youth pastor, and I said, will you forgive me? I should have been there on Friday night, and uh, will you give me another chance? And he said, yeah, I will. Will you be there this Friday? I was like, I will be there every Friday. And I was. I was there every Friday after that. And I know the reason why, one of the reasons why I'm standing here today, able to have the privilege of speaking the word to you today, is because I surrendered that. And because God gave me a second chance. Because my youth pastor gave me a second chance. God gives us second chances. And that's why it says every day, every day, you need to take up your cross daily. Every day we're going to be faced with this decision. Self or surrender. Every day we're going to have this. Well, I could do this for me today. Or I could do what God is asking me to do. See? God never asked us to live a casual, comfortable Christian life. Living this life is amazing. It's fun, but it takes sacrifice. It's laying down your needs for the needs of others. Jesus laid down his needs for the needs of others. And we're supposed to be like him. So we're supposed to serve God as he wants us to serve him. On his terms, not ours. Okay, God, I will serve you. I will do, I I will serve in this capacity. That's what I'm comfortable with at this time. But I'm asking you to do this. God, I'll be um, a door greeter, but I want you to be an usher. I want you to serve in kids. I'm not comfortable with that yet. I didn't ask if you were comfortable. (laughs) Salvation is just the starting point of our relationship and walk with God. He wants to take us to greater depths, greater heights, greater levels of looking like Him and operating like Him. And that only happens through surrender. And we have to do that each and every day. And we have to serve as he served. See, Jesus also lived in surrender. He was in complete surrender to the Father. John 5.30 says, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the one of him who sent me. He was in complete surrender to the Father, and he did what was not comfortable so that he could serve our needs. I would even say that we shouldn't even serve from a place of it makes me feel good. I hear this from a lot of people. I do this, and it just makes me feel like a good person when I serve other people. I'm going to say that's the wrong motivation to be serving somebody. Because what happens when it stops making you feel good? Because if you do it because it makes you feel good, really, what is that? It's self-service, once again. You're serving yourself. Do you think it felt good to Jesus when he served us by being beaten, by being whipped and ridiculed and mocked and crucified? Sometimes service is going to hurt and be uncomfortable. Matthew 26, 39 says, See, Jesus was in complete surrender. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, nevertheless, Not as I will, but as you will. See, Jesus wasn't, oh, this is no big deal. I'll just lay this down. This is easy for me. It's like, no, this is going to be hard. This is going to hurt. But not as I will. As you will, God. Not for my benefit. For their benefit. See, going all in for Jesus takes sacrifice. It's not for the weak or the faint-hearted. It really is for those with a higher calling. It's like, I'm going to do this for somebody else. And that's why I think our veterans are so amazing. So they say, no, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's for my country, and it's for those that will live after me. And that's what Jesus said. It's not about me. It's about all those who will come to know me. So will you step out of your comfort zone? Will you get a little uncomfortable? Do what's needed to serve like Jesus served us? It's not about me. That's what we need to say. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom to serve as Jesus served. John 15, 12 through 17 says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant Does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. His friends are the ones who does what he has commanded us to do. What did he command us to do? He says it right there. This is my commandment. That you love one another as I have loved you. How did Jesus love us? He laid down his life for us. Metaphorically, literally, in every sense of the word. He laid his life down for us even to the point of death, even to the point of ridicule. Ridicule. Would you serve even if somebody mocked you for serving? I hope so. I hope I will. (laughs) Would you serve even if it was physically painful? Jesus is looking for those who will love like he loved and serve like he served. Jesus is looking for those who are gonna be all in like he is all in. He was and is and forevermore will be all in for you and me. So I have this question, will you love as Jesus loved? Will you serve as Jesus served? Will you lay your life down like Jesus did? Will you lay down your life? Will you choose surrender over self? Will you lay down your pleasures, your enjoyment, your security, your comfort for somebody else to have the opportunity to know God and to know his love and his grace for their life? go all in as Jesus went all in because to be a true follower of Christ that's what it takes it's all in it's not a I dip my toe in the water type of Christian I'm serving ooh that's a little warm I'm going to get out now no all in he was all in on us he is all in on us And he wants us to have that same heart that says, I don't care if it hurts. I don't care if it's uncomfortable. I'm going to do whatever it takes so that people can know Jesus and know that he went in all in for them, that he endured the cross so that they could be saved. And he did it. It's not on your notes, but I believe it's Romans 5.8. Jesus did this, that we know that God's love is for us in that while we were still sinners, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. See, so he went through all that when we didn't even know him, when we didn't even care. He gave his life for people who, <laughs> even in the moment, were spitting on him ridiculing him. And Jesus' words in that moment was, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Even as I'm here dying for them, forgive them as they put me on this cross, because I'm here to serve them. Can we stand? Serving Christ and being a follower of Christ is not a comfortable thing. Actually, comfort kills what Christ wants to do in us when we seek comfort. I will tell you, though, though, it's not a comfortable thing, and we're always getting pushed out of our comfort zones and having to do things hard. It is the most amazing thing that you can ever do. And it is the most fulfilling thing that you can ever do. Serving Jesus as he served us. Serving those that God brings into our life as he served us. So where it may be uncomfortable, it is so rewarding. And in the end, we get eternity with our Savior. Amen? Amen. 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 So with every head bowed and every eye closed I just want to give an opportunity if you have never accepted Jesus before in your life or you didn't know that he served you in that way that he died on the cross for you that he said not my will but your will father I'm going to I'm going to do this so that people can be free so that their sins can be forgiven so that they can be free of sin if you've never done that or maybe at one point you did but you feel like you've walked away from God and you want to rededicate your life to Him. Could you just raise your hand and let me know who I'm praying with this morning? Is there anybody like that who would want to surrender their life? Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. Surrendering to the one who Surrendered all for you is the best decision that you can ever make. He forgives you of your sin, He sets you free from your sin, and He gives you an eternal purpose. So let's pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. Jesus, thank you for serving me by choosing the Father's will, not your will, and dying on the cross for my sins. As you surrendered your life for me, I surrender my life to you. Save me and change me. I promise to make you my King and my Lord from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, best decision you can ever make. If I could have the prayer team come on up, we're gonna worship a little bit here as we finish. If you have any prayer requests, please come get prayer. We do have a God that not only lived to serve you; He still is, and He wants to meet your needs. He so said, "I came to meet your needs, so not you, not you, come to meet mine." So if you need God to move on your behalf, please come get prayer as we worship.